ating pagbasa ay mula sa Ebanghelyo ni San Mateo, Kabanata 21, versikulo 33 hanggang 40. Hango mula sa Filipino Standard Version or FSV. Dinggin ninyo ang isa pang talinhaga. May isang taong pinuno ng sambahayan na nagtanim ng ubas sa kanyang bukirin. At binakuran niya ang palibot nito. Naglagay siya roon ng isang pisaan ng ubas at nagtayo ng isang toring bantayan. Pinaupahan niya ang ubasan sa mga magsasaka at siya'y ng ibang bayan. Nang malapit na ang panahon ng pamimitas ng bunga, pinapunta niya ang kanyang mga alipin sa mga magsasaka upang kumuha ng mga bunga para sa kanya. Subalit, inuha ng mga magsasaka ang kanyang mga alipin. Binugbog nila ang isa, pinatay ang iba, at pinagbabato ang isa pa. Muli siyang nagpadala ng iba pang mga alipin na mas marami pa sa nauna. Subalit, ganoon din ang ginawa nila sa kanila. Sa kahuli-hulihan ay pinapunta niya sa kanila ang kanyang anak na lalaki. Wika niya. Igagalang nila ang aking anak. Subalit, nang makita ng mga magsasaka ang anak, sinabi nila sa isa't isa, Ito ang tagapagmana. Hali kayo, patayin natin siya nang makuha natin ang kanyang mana. Kaya't siya'y kinuha nila, itinapon sa labas ng ubasan at pinatay. Kaya't pagdating ng may-ari ng ubasan, Ano kaya ang kanyang gagawin sa mga magsasaka ngayon? Diwang banal sa atin ngayon ay nangungusap. Mga salita ng paghilom at paghamon ay atin naway matanggap. So, to, yung lectionary today, ang hirap actually ng lectionary reading today. So, nahirapan ako, hindi siya mahirap per se, mahirap siya kasi inisip ko, paano siya? How do you make How do you apply it to a community of LGBTQ people? No, yun yung, ano, yun yung hermeneutical challenge sa kanya. Interpretative challenge sa kanya. And so, ang attempt ko today is to simply present the three interpretations. May tatlong interpretation sa kanya. Um, and bago ako pumunta doon, no? Again, biblical passage, like, I mean, kahit lang hindi lang biblical chat, hindi lang biblical passage, any form of literature is subject to interpretation. It is not humanly possible not to interpret anything. It's not even a book. Anything. Because the way someone sees the world or something or a text, reads a book, will always be from the lens of his, her, or their own uh, life or context. Okay? So, psychologically, scientifically speaking, there is no way to say that a particular, kumuta tayo sa Bible, a particular passage in the Bible has only one interpretation. 
It is not possible. Kaya nga, merong 42,000 different Christian denominations and churches around the world. Eh kung isa lang pala ang message niyan, eh di dapat iisa lang ang simbahan. And that's a very clear example of diversity of interpretation. You know, and there is uh, a particular passage of the Bible can have at least the very minimum seven to nine interpretations based on uh, at least a progressive no? um, the different methods of interpretation seven to nine okay minimum and even the Jewish people napaka alien sa kanila ang konsepto ng there's but one interpretation of the Torah Yun yung malaking, di ba? Jesus was a Jew. And even from the tradition, from the religion of Jesus, they have always believed that you can interpret the Torah in so many ways. Yung rabbinic tradition. And then there, there's this tradition, tinatawag na Talmud, and the Talmudic reading. The Talmud is the Babylonian Jewish interpretation of uh, the Torah. At ito yung para siyang encyclopedia. Dami niyan. Different interpretations and teachings of, the, of different rabbis. Of particular passages of the Torah. You know? At meron yung silang tradition of reading the Talmud all year round. May celebration yon na pag natapos yung reading all year round. But it's a reading of interpretation, multiple interpretations of the rabbis. No? So, nilatag ko muna yan. Reading a passage, interpreting a passage has diversity of interpretation. It is, sabi ni Pastor Kakay, very technical, very academic, ano, polyvalent. It's polyvalent. So, ngayon, present ko to. It's a parable. It's a parable of about farmers and farming. There was an owner of the land who prepared his land and then had farming tenants I-rent yung land niya. Tapos umalis siya. And then, come harvest time, he will just send people to collect uh, the rent or the share of the produce of the land. Okay? That was 2,000 years ago. But it is still happening today. Okay? One thing to know also, so the gospel writings, Matthew, Luke, Mark is the earliest gospel, year 70, which is 40 years after the historical Jesus. Itong si Matthew is about approximately, na-approximate nila either year 80 or year 90. So that is, kung year 80 yan, 50 years after the historical Jesus, kung year 90 yan, 
60 years after the historical Jesus. And Matthew was writing specifically to the Jewish Christians and also writing in response to the Jewish uh, leaders of his time. Nung time din kasi ni Matthew, nung sinusulat niya yan, the year 80, year 90, yan yung nagsisplit na ang Christians at ang Jews. Remember that the Christians were Jews and they still attended the synagogue. Umaaten pa rin sila ng synagogue. But there came a time when, nag-move nag, nag away na, and then there came a time when the Jews, the rabbis, officially removed Christians or hindi na nila inalaw ang mga identified Christians into the synagogue uh, community. Okay? So, yan yung context ni Matthew nung nagsusulat siya. Now, the parable, many of the parables of Jesus, the original parable, okay? original parable, punta muna tayo doon. Based on the history of Jesus, the context of Jesus, um, yung isang scholar na nagsasabi nito, si Herzog, sa kanyang librong Parables as Subversive Speech. Yung parables ni Jesus in its original form, not in the form of Matthew or Luke or the Gospel writers. In the original form, ito yung unang message natin today, is not spiritualized. In the original form, it is about the oppressive systems of his time. Kaya, kita nyo yung story ng parable na ito. It is about a landlord, an absentee landlord, na magpapadala lang, magpapadala lang ng tao para mangulekta nung, nung yama na hindi niya naman pinagtrabahuhan. So, Jesus was telling a parable about the injustice of the farming communities. And may, may post na si Revelation Bilunta nito. Nagsusulat siya pala, professor ko sa New Testament. So, the first and most likely message of the parable is that the landlord is not God. The landlord is not God in the original parable of Jesus. The landlord is a landlord who takes wealth from the farming peasant farmers who sabi ni rent yung land but might be more true sa kanila talaga yung land. So it is a message against the feudal system of that time. Many of which, many of the landlords in Jesus' time, lalabas muna ako dun sa story, in the real sense, many of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the time were also the landlords. So, nung sinabi ni Jesus, again, wala muna tayo dun sa Matthew rendering, ha? Just the original story, the original intention and story. Hindi original, mali yung sabihin ko original. The most probable 
intention of the parable, yes, it is a critique to the religious leaders, but it is a critique because they are part of the land injustice. The injustice of the land. Which is also against the Torah. Okay? So that's the message. And the message also there is, kaya, kung i-imaginin mo, ito, iba na kasing rendering ni, ni Matthew eh. It might be that the landlord sent people to collect but also to do violence to the farming communities in order to collect. Kasi hanggang ngayon, yun naman nangyayari eh. Hanggang ngayon, yun naman nangyayari. At pag may pinadala ng tao dyan, may kasama na yung militar at police. Diba? To collect. Or to regain back control of the land. Okay? So, that is Herman Herzog's parables as subversive speech against the injustices of the Jewish society and the Roman Empire. Okay? Ngayon, yung, yung parable na yan, come year 80 or year 90, in the context of, of Matthew, he takes that story and then renders it according to the situation na uh, kinikriticize din ni Matthew yung Jewish rabbis, Jewish leaders, yung paghihiwalay ng Christians at ng, ng Jewish synagogue in, the, in light of the stories and parables of Jesus. So medyo may slight uh, may slight na pag-a-update si Matthew to contextualize the parable. Okay? At sa story nga, nire-refer dun sa parable na um, infer, hindi naman kasi directly sinabi, it is inferred that the landlord is God. This is the second, this is the interpretation of Matthew and using the story of, of the parable of Jesus. It is inferred that the landlord is God. Yung mga pinadalang taga-collecta are, are the prophets. And yung anak na pinadala is, is Jesus. Again, it's inferred kasi it's not literally written there. Okay? And the, the, the multiple meanings of that is the land of Israel and the people of Israel is the vineyard. The farming tenants, the, the land, the farming tenants are the Jewish leaders. God is the landlord. Allergic talaga yung ganyang metaphor. Anyway, um, and so what Matthew was actually saying in two, in two ways is that, and it's in, in the Jewish Torah to ha, nasa Leviticus. The land belongs to the Lord. And the people belongs to the Lord. Kasi sa Leviticus, may, sina may sinabi si Yahweh niyan eh. I am giving you the land of promise, but I own it. Thus says the Lord, I own the land. 
So the, the landlord, the, the, the land and the people is the vineyard in the parable. God is the owner of the land. But you who are leaders of the land, who are merely tenants here, you have done violence against the prophets. You have claimed the land as your own, even if you are just caretakers of the land and of the people. At tanong ni Jesus, what do you think will the landlord do to these people, inferring it to be the religious leaders? Sila ang sumagot. Hindi si Jesus yung nagsabi ng magiging punishment, ha? That's, that's an important thing there. Hindi si Jesus ang nag-declare nung supposedly punishment. It was, tinanong lang niya sila pabalik. What do you think will God, or what do you think will happen to these farming tenants? Tapos sila yung sumagot. Sabi ng religious leaders, the temple scribes, ay patayin yan! Papatayin yan ng landlord at ibibigay yung lupa sa iba. Tapos sumagot si Jesus. And therefore, the same will happen. And the land and the people will be given to someone else who will better take care of the land and the people. Okay? The second possible meaning of that parable, according to Matthew na, is, is not just about the Jewish leaders, it's about the Christian community. During his time, the audience need ni Matthew. Sinasabi niya sa mga Christian leaders of the Mathian community, ito yung nangyari. Ito ang mangyayari sa inyo pag hindi nyo inalagaan ng maayos ang lupa, ang vineyard, which is the church. It's also an admonition to the Christian leaders of this time. Okay? So, yan yung second. Second na may, A, may sub, 2 sub A, 2 sub B. I-apply natin sa atin ng mga LGBT. Kukunin ko yung method ni Matthew, then apply natin sa context natin. So God is the landlord. The land, the vineyard is the church. The tenants are the religious leaders, me included. Religious leader ako eh. Now there came a time, oh, hindi came, every now and then, a queer person comes or is born into the church. Whether out or hindi out. But what does the te what do the tenants do when in the presence or the possibility of the presence of, of LGBT in their church, in their vineyard? They do violence against them. 
Or when someone comes out in their church, in their vineyard, in their garden. Anong gagawin ng church? They will do violence, even just verbal violence against the child. And countless queer children, queer, queer adults suffered unimaginable psychological damage because religious leaders, the farming tenants, forgot that they are not the landlord but merely caretakers of the vineyard and the people. That their primary duty is to take care of the garden, the vineyard, the people. That, they, that their mandate is not about strictly enforcing doctrines and laws, but rather to take care of the people. Especially when strange, for them, strange people suddenly come or arise in the church, like an LGBTQIA plus person or child. And so the question is, what do you think will the landlord do to these farming tenants for what they have done to every queer child that has ever been harmed in their vineyard. Ano kaya ang mangyayari dahil sa ginawa nilang harm sa mga queer persons inside their churches. And if we follow the story, Jesus said, then it shall be given to those who are able to take care, who are better at taking care of the people, of the land, of the vineyard. And I guess that's in one interpretation. If they're not able to take care of the queer people, then that's why this vineyard exists. That's why the Garden of Open Table exists. Because if, if they could not take care of queer people there, then perhaps we are the new vineyard to take care of the queer people. And hopefully in the future, including parents of queer children. You know, um, this week, I was uh, shown a video of a church in the U.S. who are struggling with LGBT inclusion. You know, but they're trying their best. They're trying their best. To be more inclusive, particularly in terms of dealing with or supporting the struggle of parents. 
Kasi ang mga parents din actually nagsa-struggle on how to uh, respond, how to... Hindi nila alam to. Of course, they're also of another generation. Eh. So, when a, a queer child comes out to the parent, the parent struggles on how to make sense of it and how to respond. And so, they have this program there in the U.S., in that U.S. church of helping parents to accept their children even if they do not agree in terms of the theology. Okay. Uh, at itong church na to received, it's, it's a, it's, I think it's a mega church. Laki nung kanilang facility. Dami nagsisimba. Um, this church was criticized by both conservatives and progressives. Siyempre, sa, sa conservative, it's parang kinocompromise mo yung doctrine. Diba? And you're now allowing, you're now starting to allow LGBT folks into the church, inviting LGBT ministers, ganyan. No? Yung mga progressives, hindi rin bet. Hindi, kasama naman yung chile. Hindi bet, which ako to a certain point, I would agree. Kasi nga, yung church din naman, maintains the doc maintains that it is a sin it maintains that that that's my point that, that's why i don't fully accept the ano but at least they're they're att attempting to you know and i hope that they will move more into the direction and it's part of the struggle, I guess. So, so I what I was saying was, hopefully in the future we can also have a ministry for parents. Kasi sabi ko din sa LGBT community, sa mga organizations, up to now, we do not have any formal organization for parents uh, and families who have a P-flag, parents and friends of lesbians and gays. Uh, and so, I hope we have um, that ministry. We are a vineyard. We are a garden of God. And I hope we will always be mindful in terms of God holding us accountable for this vineyard, for this garden. The last message for this, so apat pala, the last message for this, the, the interpretation can also be a personal one. The, you can also interpret the, the, the parable using Matthews in a very personal and individual way. So, God gave you your life. Your life can also be the vineyard. Okay? Your life is the vineyard. God gave you your life. God owns your life. And the question is, are you taking care of your life? Are you cultivating your vineyard so that it may produce fruits? Not only for yourself, but also for others. 
if God holds you accountable for the vineyard of your life, do you think God will give it away? The things that you have in your life? Or do you think that God will will be glad with how you utilize your life and the resources that is given to your life as an LGBTQIA plus and so I hope that we both in our individual lives sarili-sarili natin buhay at sa community na ito na open table we continue to cultivate the vineyard the garden cultivate one another cultivate each other's lives so that we may bear the fruits of the Spirit. Joy, courage, hope, love, compassion, care. Part ng fruits of the Spirit is ano yung sabi dun? Self, hindi discipline eh. Self-restraint. Self-restraint. Hence our guidelines. Huwag kayong magbukingan dito. Self-restraint. Hindi dahil masama, hindi dahil iniisip natin masama siya. You know? Okay naman siya, pero, you know, may self-restraint. Inappropriate places. So, I hope we are able to cultivate this community. We're able to take care of one another. It is the vineyard that has been given to us and we are accountable for it. Amen?